We are back, episode 81, live. A lot of people didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen, episode 81. Possibly the number of the greatest wide receiver of all time in the NFL, T.O. Eagles T.D. Terrell Owens. So anyways, here we go. This show is brought to you by our friends over at Moongolf. And, uh, Wait, did you mean Randy Moss? No, no, I meant Terrell Owens. Uh, He's Cinco. Trash. There's Mr. LSU. Um, there he is, there he the is. Heisman. We, we just talking about Moon Golf real quick. Uh, one sec, Uncle Mitch has been spending a lot of money because Uncle Mitch is now Rich Mitch, and he's been at Moon Golf a lot. Um, <laughs> I have been. I have been. So, I need to go tomorrow, actually. Dang. Real, real quick, Brady's going to tell us about Moon Golf, um, <laughs> and then we're going to jump into this. we got a special guest. As you can see, if you're watching, if you're listening, you don't know yet, but we'll introduce him in a minute. First off, I already know the answer to this question, but do you guys ever get tired of talking about Moon Golf? Never. No. No. <laughs> All right, good, because we'll be talking about them for the entire year of 2024 and featuring their capabilities in some of our new videos as well. Uh, all four of us are going to get fitted for specific clubs at the beginning of the year, show our subscribers exactly what it's like to go through a fitting process. Moon Golf has the most knowledgeable fitters in the area, and there's no one we trust more to fit our game than those folks. Also, with the holidays coming up, there's no better place to find that perfect gift for the golfer in your life or as a gift to yourself. I went in there uh, this past weekend and got my own Christmas gift, actually. Oh, got your own. What'd oh, you get? Oh, oh. Uh, that new uh, that new Bushnell. Oh, man. oh yeah, yeah. That, that man is rich. I know how much that thing costs. <laughs> Uh, so, if, uh, oh wait, one more question. If Ann gave y'all one thing to pick out in the store for a Christmas present, what would it be? I think a bag. I think a bag is what I want. Give me a bag. Ask, did she ask you this to ask us? Is this? Oh no, no, no! It's just uh, out of curiosity. I would I do a bag or a push I'd, cart. Yeah, I'd probably go bag too. Ann, if you're listening, we love bags for Christmas. Yeah, I'm working on me and Casey. Been working on the joint logo. I got some mock-ups. Do we want matching bags or just same style bag, different colors, or just everybody have their own? I don't, I don't care to match. It, apparently, mine's oh, very I, I got my own ideal <laughs> thought of what I want my bag to look like. I don't care to match. Because I don't want he's no not, orange. I don't want no purple. You want that orange and blue and that or that gold and yellow? No, I would choose gold and yellow purple. before I chose orange and blue. Bags, gold and purple, I mean. Well, speaking got, of gold and yellow, with, with CNS, where he speaking of gold and yellow or purple and yellow, whatever it is, we're going to introduce our uh, guest for the show. This is Mr. Callaway, Mr. <laughs> Duck Slayer, Mr. One Nine One Nine, Mr. Stash, Mr. Scott <laughs> uh, Porter Golf himself is on the show with us tonight. What's up, fellas? Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, and it's also hey, real quick. It's purple and gold. Oh, oh, hold on, Mr. It's not purple and yellow. It's purple, not purple and gold. It's purple and gold. And, and, <clears throat> Colors of Kings, and boys. Colors be, uh, of Mr. Heisman winners and Kings. Mr. O, Mr. O and Two come January. Took you a while <laughs> to get that one out, Mitch. Yeah. It, it did, but I didn't, I didn't want to talk words. over you, my dude. I didn't want to talk <laughs> over you, my guy. That's an Auburn well, thing. He's not good with words. If you're new to the show, our last episode with Scott Porter Golf was our most listened to episode ever. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> We're trying to we're trying to run it back without the numbers, not that topic. We're trying to run the numbers sure. back. Um, sure. Let's do it. 
So, well, first of all, we got a good show lined up. We're... I can just say Go one ahead. little thing. Uh, Zach told me it was just clicking a link to get in here. And um, yeah, no, if you're on the iPad, oh, you're on, a, you're on, on your iPod, phone. You're, if you're on the iPad, then you have to download the app. So I apologize for being a couple minutes late. <laughs> we'll blame Zach. That no, was not his. I thought you were coming on like a. To be fair, I was, but uh, my dog chewed up my cord. And I sound, I swear, know that swear, uh, sound like that. The dog chewed up my homework, but I promise you, actually chewed up my cord. I brought my separate cord from work that I use my iPad, and it doesn't charge the MacBook, apparently. So look at that vest. I need one of those. Come on, get the new. That uh, new I'm coming. I got. I got stuff booked. But anyway, we thought you'd be I'm live loyal. In the one nine one nine academy. Right. Uh, we will be soon when we get freaking Wi-Fi internet in there. It's oh. the only thing we're waiting on to this point. So. It's really sweet, though. Uh, no, Mitch used to do that, so. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm in IT now, so, you know. Yeah, it was a pain uh, in the butt to get somebody to so come we, do it, so. We got a good show lined up. Brady, we're going to let Brady kind of be our moderator here so we don't sound like Trump and Hillary going all at each other uh, back in 2016. So, Brady, go ahead. So, we have a uh, match scheduled. Do we have a date yet? It's yeah, one of those one days. six, one okay, six okay. or one thirteen, whichever it's works coming better. Up. It's coming up very shortly. Uh, not a lot of time to practice, so I guess we're gonna play it like we are right now. Uh, Who needs it? It's gonna be Scott and Maddox versus us four. How are we feeling? Easiest one of these we've ever had on the channel. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna say y'all, it's gonna be the easiest. I was probably pretty easy for y'all to take down. Y'all took down me through four, what, fourteen holes, uh, but the problem is. Y'all haven't beat Maddox without help yet, have you? There was only three of us. I wasn't, I wasn't there. Was I wasn't you, there. But now you're giving him me. And granted, I'm not Maddox level, but uh, I wouldn't be counting your chicken jet, boys. Granted, I'm not that good either, so, you know. Let's let's go around the room and get everybody's thoughts on this match. We can start with Brady. What do you think, Brady? What's the keys to victory for BSG? <laughs> uh, first key I can think of is definitely keeping the ball in the fairway off the tee. Uh, I think having a good shot to play in on the second shot is going to be the most important. Uh, Giving a look at birdie opportunities, got to have those. I feel like sometimes, even in the four-man scrambles, we leave ourselves with a lot of uh, testy par putts, and we don't need those. What I'm concerned about is where they make us play from, because at some point in BSG history, it has now shifted to Brady and I, who kind of hit the ball the longest, and it's not long. <laughs> So our second shots could be pretty far if they pull us to the to the deep end. Uh, so that's I'm with Brady. This the second shot's gonna be most important to us because we putt like crazy. We're lights out as a team, especially with the arm lock now. He's locked in. Locked in. I think I think Gers and um, par threes. I think we have to capitalize on having four shots on par threes. Oh yeah, that's our week. yeah. And and the biggest thing is. Um, you know how I like to jump out of order, keeping everything in order. That's true. <laughs> no, guys, I got it. Let me go. Let me get. They're going to outdrive us every hole. They're going to have a shorter club into every green than we are. Matt, we uh, Scott, what do ahead. you think? What are you? What's what's the game plan? I feel a lot better playing you boys with Maddox on my side. That's all I'll say <laughs> than I did by myself. But uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it just comes down to how, how y'all putt. Y'all made everything. It seemed against me you did not make a ton of stuff uh at point when the the match against Maddox so you know I think I think that y'all's putting you're all gonna put good rolls on it but 
I'm gonna call them out. You and Brady, there's there whoever puts last seems to always make it. And it was sometimes you, it was sometimes Brady, but like whoever made that last, I remember I rewatched the video not too long ago and like it was on number nine, right? So, you know, I make a really good par and y'all have like 12 foot for par, 15 feet for par. And the other three didn't even come close. Like y'all didn't, no offense, but y'all didn't give my boy a read at all. Like one of you left it like three or four feet short, <laughs> the other one knocked it like three feet past, and then Brady just like, Loop right in the hole. So, you know, if he putts like that and y'all putt like that, it, anything can happen. But I will say with me and Maddox going against both of us, while we're both going to be in hunting form, not not uh, golf ball striking form, it's going to take more than 68 to beat us, 60, 69. It, it, you're going to have to do something that you haven't done individually to because we're going to birdie, I mean, in my opinion, sound like Bryson DeChambeau right now going into the Masters, but, like, we're going to birdie the fives. <laughs> so... What what number are you gonna make us play at? Um, like, are we are we playing are we playing deep? Or are y'all trying to get a close? I don't know. I gotta, I gotta talk to my partner about it. I gotta talk to my partner about it. I, I will say it's probably gonna either be right at seven or sixty six hundred. I like sixty six. I like it. I like it. I, like it. I will say if you play at sixty six, it's not like our advantage goes away. Yours just have you know shoulder yeah. clubs in, but you know. We'll still have short clubs in, too. That's what we need. Where are we going to try to play? I I mean, I was assuming we were doing it at the club. We're not doing it at the club? No, we can't. Yeah, yeah. I just got a club question. It really is a weather. Yeah, we want the club. So if if it's super nice and super busy, you know, I can't have a six them out there. But if it's crappy weather, it won't matter. Two, eight, six, twelve. Thrive in crappy weather. It really is a a weather question for me if I can host it at the club. So we'll see. Okay. Okay, that works. Uh, so be looking for that on the channel. That'll probably come out early February, mid-February. Um, I'm sure you'll see us posting all the good vibes of us celebrating that dub. We can't celebrate too early, but we know it's coming. You're just hearing about those hot dogs. Listen, yes. that's all we care about, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite um, thing when I come to the lesson after work. I just get a hot dog for the ride home, and it just changes my mood. <laughs> we do have... We do have some wagers on it. Uh, we're throwing up some group lessons against some free banners for the, the team and the club. So um, we got some stuff on it. It's going to be an interesting match. Brady, I'm moderator, I'm glad you have this next one on here because I specifically wanted to ask Scott. This is my first time looking at that line, by the way. I wanted to ask Scott this, so go ahead. All right. I did task uh, him with some homework. Hopefully, Zach related uh, about the ball rollback. He's got a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. Before I let uh scott talk about it i just want to give a overview of like what this is in case people listening have no idea what we're talking about um essentially the usga and rna will implement a regulating ball starting in 2028 that will be uh reduced in carry distance when struck at 125 mile an hour club head speed for pros and recreational players so this will uh allow the elite players the elite males will lose nine to 11 yards on driving distance or that's their carry um and this kind of goes down each uh i guess like the elite females will lose five to seven amateur males will lose three to five and amateur females will lose i mean hardly anything like one to three yards um a thing that i wanted to put out there like i've had the take while i've listened to people discuss this is like why they're doing this with the ball instead of like maybe the driver or uh something else in the equipment so there's a big talk about the bifurcation 
and that would be the division of something into two branches or parts. So this would essentially be the same thing as like the MLB having different bats from the NCAA and uh, also seams on the baseball. They're like not as raised as the uh, same in the MLB. Uh, <clears throat> so I haven't been convinced that adjusting the ball is the correct solution. Uh, Mike Wan of the USGA and Martin Slumbers of the RNA both joined Chris Solomon on the No Laying Up podcast on Friday last week to discuss their decision. And I listened pretty carefully to their opinions. Obviously, they have decided on the ball rollback going forward, but there's no possibly or there's no possible change to the future. Uh, but I still feel like that bifurcation shouldn't have been rolled out so quickly. Uh, if they're wanting elite players to lose a little distance off the tee, then adjusting the drivers for the pros seemed kind of what I was expecting, but it didn't happen. Uh, that would really only affect less than 1% of the players around the world. Implementing these changes into the recreational game didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Although the average player will only lose a small distance, I think we should still have like the right to play what we've been uh, used to and evolve with the same technology. Uh, they they mentioned something that I'm not very familiar with, but kind of got, got the gist of it. It's called the CT of the driver, which is known as the characteristic time. Uh, it's described as the amount of time that the ball and the face of the driver are connected to impact. The longer of this number, the more rebound and hotter the face is. Uh, I'm not sure why this option didn't make it to the final decision, but I think I would have had maybe a little bit stronger vote. Regardless, uh, distance in the game will be changing in a few years for professionals and amateurs. So we'll go to Scott now. Do you think they made the right decision by adjusting the ball, or do you think they could have made a better decision? Uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, and here, here's why. They keep saying, and, and you referred to it a couple times, so I'm just going to give you the facts. The fact is what they're using that 125 uh, mile an hour mark is for robot testing, right? So um, they want to take it from 125 back to 120. So whatever the ball is doing right now at 125, or excuse me, whatever it's doing now at, at 120, right? They're going to make it where you can't go any past that. Whereas what, what's happening now at 125 will get brought back to around the 120, ball, 120 mile an hour mark. What that does is about two to two to three, two to four percent of your ball speed, right? So, what you're talking about with CT, you're talking about how long the golf ball stays on the face. Well, the longer it stays on the face, the hotter it's going to come off, the higher ball speed it's going to have. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Right. Um, hopefully, I didn't just lose you. So, it, the fact of the matter is, the you're talking about yes, at a certain swing speed, you're not going to see as much of a difference, but have you ever hit a hard compression golf ball versus a soft? You've done it. You've all done it, I'm sure. Let me pull out that top light. Let me yeah, pull yeah, out yeah. the velocity. Why? Because uh, it has a harder compression. It's going to roll farther. It's going to go farther. You're used to that, right? If what they're going back to is they're doing, and it seems like such a small percentage, but they're going to roll the bat to pre Pro V1, essentially on the insides, mm. right? So you're going to be talking about, yes, it's going to be 10 to 12 to 14 yards for a pro, but it's not going to be two to three for a guy swinging a hundred. 
it's going to be six to nine to ten yards loss carry for a guy that's swinging 100 miles an hour. That's all of you, right? There's a few of you that swing more, a few of you swing probably slightly under that. But that's the men's average for regular flex to stiff flex is 95, right? So if you're in a if you're a man and you're swinging a stiff flex, you're a lot closer to this rollback. You're a lot closer to the speed that they're going to pull the ball back on you. So I have a few numbers and a few stats. Um, to go over. So let's just say on average that they lose 10 yards, right? So the, your scratch player at your country club loses 10 yards. All right. It's not going to affect him nearly as bad from 200 yards out. Say that the average uh, length right now is on a 63 to 6400 yard course. The average length of a par four is about uh, 380 yards. Right. So if there's a player, say he's, you know, a scratch player hitting at 220, 230 right now. Right. We have those at my club, some older guys hitting about 230 off the tee, playing those 64 mm-hmm. to 6,600 yard courses. They're going to have now, instead of 185 in on average, they're going to have roughly two, 195 to 200 on average. Now, to clarify, Jeez. on the PGA Tour, from 200 yards out, the scoring average is 3.2. That is 0.2 over par. Okay. When they, you have a 10 handicap, that number jumps to 4.2. So now it's playing 1.2 over par. You're averaging more double bogeys than you are bogeys, than you are pars, right? Wow. So you're talking about yeah. if you if this happens on every par five, par four, you're losing this number and your scoring average goes down a half a shot by because you're 10, 15 yards farther back. How upset are you going to go from shooting 79 to 80, 82? So now you're shooting 85, 86 because now you have 15, 10 extra yards in <clears throat> on every single hole, right? So like. I'm stocking up on golf balls. Right. I mean, and that's what you're going to see is, is the players doing that. So that's just getting into, like, the math part of things. Like, it's a it's a harder game from 200, 205 than it is from 185. It's just a fact, right? Those same numbers from 185 are 3.08 for a tour player. So it was 3.2. So 3.08. So 0.12 of a shot less from 185 than 200. For a scratch – or for a uh, 10 handicap, that is 3.6. So that's only 0.6 over par. Again – it was 4.2. So you're talking about 0.6 of a difference, mm, yeah. right? Over half a shot of difference from 200 to 185. Mm. And if that happens on every single hole, mm. people keep telling me, well, the, well, the, the regular Joe Schmo is not going to care. Oh, crap. Right? You're going to go from shooting 87 to 93, 94. The average person isn't going to notice that. And that's just if you stay yeah. true to the law of averages. If you don't let it upset your mental, if you don't let it frustrate you, so you start swinging harder and you start swinging off balance, mm-hmm. and now you're getting more pissed off because you used to hit it here, and now just because some guys in New Jersey are are telling you the game is outgrowing itself. And okay, anyways, I digress. Yeah. Let me get into reasons two and three. Number two, <laughs> do we really think the golf club companies are going to eat the losses of this? Nope. Okay, so they're not going to keep making both balls. That's a fact. They're not going to double their cost to produce for the same amount of people. Right? They're not going to make tour balls and regular uh, and USGA legal balls and then regular Joe Schmo balls that just want to play the same ball they always have. The machines will not do it. They cannot do it. They cannot invest in more machines. So they're not going to double their cost mm-hmm. to produce the same amount of profit. Everybody following along? That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yep. All right. So what's going to happen is now from the now, they're already working on the 2026 ball. Fun fact. Every golf ball manufacturer is on a two-year cycle, right? So Callaway right now in 2024 is going to be working without the rollback, would be working on the 2026 ball. 
Titleist has already produced their golf balls for 2023, 2024. They're working on their 2025 ball. Does that make sense? So they're going to stop working on that new ball. And they're going to put all of their resources and all of their new engineering and everything into the ball that will be legal in 28. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number one, that means they're going to have to input millions in order to get everything up to par, up to standard for that testing, for, to, to make the golf ball that way, the, the quality control of all this. But number two, they're going to stop making the golf ball you play. Why would they keep making it? Oh, yeah. They might make it for another cycle. But in 2026, why would they keep making the same golf ball? They're going to use up all the inventory they have. Well, then golf balls are going to become limited, scarce. You're going to see an uptick in golf ball prices because nobody's going to have them. Same thing that happened with the mm-hmm. Pro V1 mm-hmm. left dash last year, if you know about mm-hmm. that, right? Same thing that happened with yeah. the Kirkland golf ball when it first came out. Everybody got it. Everybody held it. And then everybody sold it for triple the amount on eBay. You're about to start seeing it. If they, if, if they don't yeah. come up with a better way to roll this out, and granted, they gave us six years to figure it out or five years to figure it out. Like they gave us, <laughs> they gave us plenty of, of, of plan, but they're not going to make this same ball that you've been playing. So like Mitch said, you're going to have to, if you like, if you don't care about playing in competition, because that brings me into step three, if you don't like, if you don't care about playing in USGA competitions and qualifiers and club championships and Calcutta's and all the things that rules of golf uh, defines for you, right? If you don't care about that, yeah, absolutely. Play the longer golf ball, play the ball that we're using right now. Who cares? But if you do care about it, right, if you do care about competition, you're going to have to conform to the, to the USGA guidelines or the, or the bylaws of the USGA. With that being said, the rules of golf from the USGA and RNA, they govern every local dogfight, MGA, member guest, amateur invitational, charity scrambles. For example, if you have a charity scramble and you're going to offer off the car as a hole-in-one prize, right, if you don't use a golf ball that's going to be legal by the USGA, you would you would not believe the steps that I have to Ooh. go through for insurance to make sure to get one of these things set up. You got to make sure the yardage is right. You got to have a witness. You got to have this. You got to have that. You can't use slope on the rangefinder. It's got to be a true yardage. All kind of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's another box. Did they use an appropriate golf ball? Yep. Did they use a legal golf ball? I couldn't imagine winning a Lexus and you get down there like, can we see your ball? Oh, Ooh, it was a 2026 20, Pro V1. No good. <laughs> No good, right? Exactly. And that's what's going to happen because you're going to have people still playing that golf ball versus the new golf ball. And it's just, it's creating a, a, what, what's the point, right? So if you follow, I'm going to give you a couple plugs to people yeah. to follow on Twitter, follow Lou Stagner on Twitter. He's the golf stat guy. Um, that's what he goes by. And uh, he did a crazy, crazy uh, article this week. And he was reading from straight from the USGA, um, surveys that were done about golf courses in 2017 or 2012 2017 and 2022 the average golf course has grown from 2012 to 2022 by 0.1 of an acre mm-hmm. I, I, the last I follow years, him i see all this stuff in the last few years the average golf course has grown by like 0.1 of an acre from like 10 to 10.1 or 11 for 11.1 on average like the, the golf course is not growing exponentially because we're too long for it. Like you're not even, we're talking about, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to go back on what I said earlier about it being a huge deal for your scoring average. It is, but it's not like everyone just suddenly became Tiger Woods on a PlayStation in 2003. Good. Like the golf ball <laughs> exactly. is not going that long, that straight to where the 
everyday golfer is blowing it out needs to have longer tee boxes installed because the golf course is too long for them. If you if you have a boring course, come try mine. I promise you it will eat you up from 7,000 yards. You do not want to play it, right? Yeah. Like, and the same for any of the courses around here. They're going to play harder from back for the average guy. It's, it's just asinine that we're changing everything about the way we manufacture golf balls, everything about, you know, it, it, it's, it's being scared of the future. You're seeing these kids in college, like Gordon Sargent hit it 330, right? That scares you. Guess what? They're going to hit it 315, and it's still going to scare the crap out of you because it's not the golf's not being played the same mm-hmm. way it was in the 70s and the 80s when they were drinking and smoking cigarettes and hanging out in the bar till 11 o'clock at night and teeing up the next morning. They're in the gym. They're getting stronger. They're getting better. They're swinging at 120-plus in middle school. Like, these kids that mm-hmm. are coming out, these kids that y'all are seeing from Moon Golf and Auburn, these kids that are coming out here right now, boys, are lightning fast with incredible soft hands around the greens and with putting strokes that make you want to go, ugh. Like, these kids are so good, and they're so young, and the game's only going to continue to get longer. And by rolling the golf ball back, by 3%, all you're doing is hurting the 10 handicap that barely hits the par fours with a hybrid anyways. It's not going to affect your Gordon Sargent's of the world. What's the difference in hitting a 60 degree versus a 56? He's still blowing it. So unless people like us move up a box, we're just going to see our handicaps rising and rising and rising. Unless we humble our pride and like, okay, let me go move up a box. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think it's on the golf course a little bit to make sure you're there using the front of the boxes, at least in the beginning. Um, But again, Mm -hmm. I think it, it, it's really not, it's, it's going to be something where you're going to have to learn how to maximize your speed. Right. If, if uh, you know, when your angles are correct, if you're struggling to hit at 230 right now, let's fix it before 2028. So you're hitting at 280 by then, 260 by then. Every single one of you can do that, yeah. right? So you got to fix your angles. You got to hit up on the ball. You got to maximize your spin. You got to maximize it in the right ways to make sure that you don't have things working against you. I will say it's going to, the one thing that I think it's going to do is it's going to help me a little bit because people are going to want to know how to get that 10 yards back. And the truth of the matter is with better sequencing and better golf swings, you will be able to get the 10 yards back. Now, it would have been 10-yard gains before, right, because the golf ball is going to be going shorter. Like, you know, they're talking about graphing it down where an LPGA player is only going to lose five to seven. It's like, okay, they're going to lose five to seven on their tee shot, but then they're going to lose three to four on their iron shot, right? They're going to lose two to three on that wedge shot, or they're going to lose four to five on that fairway wood shot. Like, if you add it up, you're not just losing it off the box. You're going to be losing it with every club in the bag. So if you add it up, you've lost 20 yards over right, a par five, right. right? That's not that five to seven that they're trying to tell you on, on no laying up podcast. That's what they're not saying. It's not just happening on the driver. It's not, right. they don't, they don't have a golf ball that just works for driver, right? It's going to be happening with every yep. single club in your bag. So, and I think that's the, um, that's the unfortunate part that the USGA is thinking about because they're, they're simply talking about this because they're seeing the youth and they're seeing the young kids, come out of the gate, being able to hit at 330. You're seeing your guys that are just demolishing. Yeah, heck yeah, they're demolishing them. Let's be honest. But let's be honest also, the baseball fields weren't quite as big and as long as they are now in the 1930s and 40s and 50s and 60s. They weren't. You can say they were, but they weren't. Go look. Like, Babe Ruth was not hitting it it as far as Shohei Itani. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen him? 
Go watch the video of Babe Ruth trying to hit a baseball on a golf ball. There's a video of it. Just search it. Like, I'm not somebody that wants to rewrite history. But let's not discredit what the athletes have done either, right? Tiger showed us it was possible to swing with that much speed. Guess what? Every kid coming out has more than more speed than Tiger had coming out. More speed. Now. Exactly. And another athlete you can bring up is how LeBron's better than Jordan because he's played against different athletes. Different right, times. We'll, we'll let that one go for now. <laughs> we'll let that one go. Another podcast. My point is this, right? yeah. I know I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but at the end of the day, we're all just out here to have fun and enjoy our lives. Like, why are the golf purists right. gatekeeping this and be like, no, you hit it too far? Like, it's stupid. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's dumb. And if you were going to do it, do it like baseball does and make them all, give them a golf ball like you give the baseball teams the, the baseball on the mound. On the first team, yep. you give them that. Or another crazy idea how about let's go to two inch only tees? instead of four inch where I can now hit up on it 11 and a half degrees with no spin and launch it to the moon. It's like, there's so many different ways we could have gone about this. It doesn't affect the masses, right? You, you limit how much they can hit up on the mm -hmm. ball. Well, guess what? You're not going to see these towering long, hardly any curve type of shots. If you can't tee it up more than that much right. where the whole ball has to be on the club face. I can only hit up on it two to three degrees. If the whole ball has to be there. Right. But if I can see it up where the ball yeah. is above my driver yeah. off of my left toe, right, now I can come into it and I can hit up on it in this direction. Well, now I can launch it at 15 degrees at 187 miles an hour ball speed and hit it 330. There's just so much else we could have done. And the fact that the RNA I'm and sure the are just like, you know what, let's just screw everyone all at once and it'll be okay. <laughs> Everybody at once. I'm sure somehow, some way, for the pros, not for people like us, it'll get offset somewhere with technology and clubs or them in the gym with swing speed or some way it's not going to, you know, for them it's going to be like, well, still going to have the same issue yeah. of Bryson hitting it even further and having these little wedges in compared to people like us hitting hybrids in. And stuff. I mean, here's, so here's the thing. They were, it ain't going to affect them that much. They were, yeah, exactly. They're, the people that it's going to affect more are the people like us, the people – you know, the 10 handicaps, the 15 handicaps, the 20 handicaps, the guys that I'm trying to get to move up a box but are too stubborn to. Cause Don't say like us, Scott. You're plus three or something like that. I'm <laughs> no, I'm taking that. I'm like, I'm like my, Scott my point is, Don't my take point that away. Is, though, like, I'm, you know, I've got members that are 68, 69 years old, not quite to 70, but I'm like, hey, just wait. Just six more months, you'll be able to move up. You're going to enjoy it again. You're going to have fun again because you're going to be hitting more greens. And now you want me to take six yards off their tee ball? It's like – no, like you know, you think it's all you think courses like you are gonna have to build new tee boxes? No, um, I I think I think we'll just have to make sure we're using the front of the boxes in competition, you know, um, and yeah. you know, we, it might be a solution where we on some of the longer holes, um, you know, like 16 is a kind of a one that's super uphill that some of our members can't reach. They go driver hybrid into it, and some of them can't reach it. In situations like that, we'll just use a, we'll just use an existing box and put the tees up there. So you'll just shorten that hole by thirty or yeah. forty yards. Um, but you know, I can't speak to that yet because we're talking about five, you know, four or five years away. So we'll see what what happens going on then. Right. And that's right when Marley starts hitting them lessons yeah, up. Yeah, she'll be ready mm -hmm. at four. Hope she doesn't learn like her dad. Well, uh... She doesn't. She'll, have, she'll start straight. She won't play baseball before. There you go. She won't have no bad habits. Same thing with Noah. 
Casey, you want to talk right. about the Kirby? Uh, um, I do. So, oh, I, I, I didn't know who I, put that on there. It was me. Uh, um, so we're doing a pick em, uh for just for points. And we want, I know the Kirby's open. Do you think one of us um, could play in the Kirby and have someone film it? The loser of our pick for the PGA season for, uh, I guess, 24. <laughs> we want them in the Kirby. All right. Embarrassed. Brady, what is your handicap? Uh, ten and a half. Uh, got to get a little better. So here's the deal. The only thing against that is to play from the tips in the Kirby, you have to be a six handicap or less. So you can play in the Ooh, you can play in the open division. Out. You can play in like the black tee open division where it's just just you know one tee box mm-hmm. closer, and you can play and you can film up. We're not going to care as long as you keep up base play wise. Um, you'll be able to do mm-hmm. it, but you won't be able to play in the actual Kirby from the tips unless you're a six handicap or less. I think so. One of we us is playing in the play. open division. Yeah, we were thinking about the open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you you can definitely do the one up from that. That's fine. And we want them to walk. We don't want the cart. <laughs> That's fine too. They're, one of us is gonna, one of us is gonna caddy. One's gonna yeah, um, on. film. We had the we had about walk. seven or eight GSGA officials out there monitoring face play this year. So just keep up, boys. <laughs> but we want our we want our score held against the non-open division. Not not to win, but just for the video purposes. I got you. I got you. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, we can do that. Uh, Casey, you better get to practice. If the loser board. doesn't want to play in it, I want to play in it as a competitive from the open division. I talked to Matt about it at Circa the other day. He's like, the only way to get better is start playing with some with something on the line. He said it makes you uh, think about your shots a lot more. No so if the loser of our group doesn't play, I'm playing in no it. No doubt about it. You may be the loser. Just, <laughs> tank, never know. just tank for us to use that. <laughs> just make sure you lose. Yeah. That way you get a free caddy out of it. Oh, yeah. True. I need a caddy. All right, Brady, run us through this next one right here. You want me to keep it going on the John Rom to lose? Yeah, yeah, let's hit that up. Scott's going to stay with us right. the whole episode. If yeah, you got yeah. time. We can, we can, we can, we can, uh, jump through this as quick as possible because i mean most of it's been figured out now but uh rom to live i mean i don't know if it was too big of a surprise for us but um the my initial thought after he made the um the decision and everybody talked about how much money he got and all that stuff i just want to think about like is it opening the gates now for more pga tour players to join live like i know last year or two years ago when it first started it was kind of like a a trickle effect where like it was like one went and then like two or three went and then you know by the end of after cam smith won the uh the open it was like you know they almost had a full roster from people in the pga tour that had left yeah um so does it seem like this is it or do we think more people are leaving and hashtag i'm not leaving Hashtag I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, here's still I don't I still don't expect like your Spieth and Thomas and Scotty Shufflers and you know the good the good 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 old Southern boys the good, the old, good old boys, boys. to do it. Um, I I don't think you'll ever see that. I don't think Ricky Fowler will ever go. However, with that being said, everyone else might. <laughs> um, I've got right. two thoughts on this. Number one. If they are really as far along with the PI, the PIF like agreement and negotiations and everything as the PGA Tour is claiming to be, 
why are they still paying John Rahm three hundred million to come for three years? <laughs> That's a good question. It's like so we're not expecting yeah. this to be resolved in the next three years, and you're like, why are you still paying all this money for for, for them? And the Saudis don't have they, okay first. They have quadrillions of billions of dollars, but they don't keep it and and they don't operate in stupid ways, right? So they're not going to keep throwing. Right. I mean, first of all, is Liv even making money at this point? I don't think they are. How can I they? I don't be? think so. Yeah, I don't. When's the so. last time you ever yeah. saw it on TV? It's on the CW. The CW. It was on YouTube. It was on the CW. For like, like, it's it's only on YouTube. YouTube. So now it's only on YouTube and mm-hmm. Live.com subscribers. I'm pretty positive. Like, where is the revenue? Yeah, it's awful to find. <laughs> so, I think personally, they're going to keep buying pieces until it devalues the PGA Tour so much to make it where they can strong arm the PGA Tour in the negotiations. I think that's what this whole yeah, that was always literally the thing that I had. About. I don't think he's ever trying. Right. I don't think he's trying to make live golf successful how it is. I think it's all a ploy to try to gain leverage over the PGA Tour so that eventually like what came out in Monahan's speech a couple months ago or in his letter a couple months ago, eventually he will be in charge of the PGA Tour. Monahan will work under him. When they announced that, it kind of made it sound like it was already happening, right? And it it clearly hasn't yet. Like, something's off in the negotiations. I think Monahan realizes that he is absolutely hosed. And I think the the tour is in really bad shape at the moment, Right. I don't know how the PGA would feel about me saying this, but they are two separate entities. So, like, I just feel like (laughs) the PGA Tour, you're looking at it, you're going, oh, no, because I see it coming, right? Because, I mean, 15 of the last 30 majors, take out, just go the last two years, you're at three of eight. Or the last three years, you're at five of 12, right? Well, now you have John Rahm, Brooks Koepka, there are not two more feared golfers in the majors next year besides maybe Ludwig, who's starting out, but everybody's already scared of him. Okay. And mm-hmm. Rory, nobody's scared of Rory. He hasn't won a major in nine years. So, like, the two biggest Never. major threats that most people are going to bet on at the Masters 2024, his other year. than Ludwig, is going to be Brooks yeah. Kepka and John Rahm. And they are both live guys. And it's like, so now, so now mm-hmm. you're at Augusta and you're two, Scotty Scheffler is probably going to be the favorite according to Augusta, but it's like, if you watch them both get this year, and obviously I know Scotty's putting, it was improved with the Logan <laughs> Olsen, you know, last week, but if you watch both of them this year, which one would you bet to win on? Those two or him? Give me Brooks. Brooks, give me John. Yeah, give me I mean, Scotty would be third in that, in my mm-hmm. opinion, out of, out of that. So... You talking about Brooks, Mister? Who won the Masters last year? What a clown in that documentary! I can't stand him. Anyways, continue on. <laughs> I mean, I, I know. So, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, sports wise, it reminds me of NIL finally hitting college football. Like you have, it's so taboo forever to officially pay players, even though we've had them riding around in new Chargers and scat packs, and all of a sudden it hits, and now the game's different. Yeah. You got starting players transferring, and now it's just one of the things. Like, if I don't get enough play time, like the coach, like my girlfriend here, I'm I going. Mean, I don't, Give me a bag, I don't and I'm gone. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't blame John Ron for taking $300 million, to be honest. Like, $300 million, you're one, bro. Like Brooks said, you're, you're one bad weekend away from 
never making money. You get in a car accident or something, you can't play. Absolutely. I mean, it's generational wealth, so I don't blame them for taking it. Um, I was a little surprised that Cowley is still sponsoring them, but I think they're kind of sticking with their guys now that are out there. Um, I think Gooch is still on Callaway and a couple others, but you know they took they took Phil Mickelson's sponsorship over all of it with the comments and the look. I know they're bad guys. I know they do bad things, but um, you know it's it, it's just kind of it's it's kind of funny to see the the public persona kind of changing as more and more really good golfers go over there. It's like, eh, yeah, I might go watch if they ever came to town because you're you're seeing that all over social media. It's like. They're taking some of your best, your some of your favorite players. Now, there is still a group, a core group of PGA Tour guys that I think the tour cannot lose, and it's, um, it's Tiger. Ty, well, Tiger's not. I mean, what would the money? Well, uh, John did say, "What would the money ever do for me?" And then he, he took it. So you never know. But Tiger, Rory, right. <laughs> uh, Tiger, Rory, Jordan, Justin, Tony Finau, um, you can kind of go on right from there. But um, there's a lot of quality guys that the PGA Tour kind of hangs their hat on and if they start going like that top eight it could get really really quickly for the tour there there has to be some talks for tony for him to have to come out and say i'm not leaving. yeah i mean that, that was the rumor was right after there's, Rom, there's it, smoke. Was, it was tony's going you know tony's going to to join rom's team and rom's getting his own team and you know he's not gonna fill it with live guys he's most likely going to fill it with new guys that that was the thought at least when it first came out so um i don't know boys it's, it's a wild time for golf right now i'll say that for sure i well i guess we'll go into uh what we've been doing though the pick'ems yeah. what we talked about and uh we do uh bet on or we pick on the pga tour. Oh, whoa, whoa, we don't bet we don't right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, this past weekend was the Grant Thornton Invitational, which was the first iteration of this since maybe Loved like ten bit years of ago, something about something like that. Uh, so it was a co uh, co sanctioned event with the LPGA and PGA Tour. Um, the winners at twenty six under par were Lydia Ko and Jason Day. Did anybody see that coming? Did not. Mm-mm. Nobody nope. bet on Lydia Ko. No, well, our picks. Not in our group. We had some what different y'all, picks. Who did y'all pick? So, um, Casey I have, had. Uh, uh, I, I'll run it. I got it pulled up. Uh, Casey had right. uh, Nelly Corda, Tony Finau, okay. which they finished T four. That's acceptable. Uh, Zach had Madeline Saxstrom and Ludwig. Okay. They finished third. Um, Mitchell had Rosang and Thigala at T nine, and I also finished T nine with Charlie Hull and Justin Rose. Okay, and not a, not so, bad picks, not bad picks. It is surprising none of y'all picked Lydia Koda. I was just feeling that Team Nike with uh, Corda and Fina, <laughs> which they had the they had the matching J's and all that. It was sharp. That was, I that's what I wanted. Team to win. I was, love Nelly Corda. <laughs> She's yeah, yeah. It was it was so fun watching them. And then of course that was our picks for LPGA and PGA. And this week, uh, I guess Brady, you want to run through yeah. this score real quick for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So updated score. We do a uh, we're doing a total score to par throughout the season. Uh, currently, uh, I'm in first at 151 strokes under par. Uh, Zach is 19 strokes behind me at 132 strokes under par, followed by Mitch at 77 strokes under par, and then Casey is bringing up the rear at 42 strokes under par. Because y'all stupid. You know what I didn't? I I looked at the um, post. 
Casey's over par for the year on the guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's one over par. He cannot pick. So we're we're planning <laughs> right now. It looks like him for the Kirby. No, I've got a new plan. I've got a new plan. I'm Googling now Vegas odds each week, and that's where I'm going with. That's where my uh, my Q school pick that's comes how, from. This week. That's how you do Vegas it. Odds. <laughs> Vegas knows. This week we're not going to do the PNC championship. We're actually going uh, going to pick for the uh, Q school final stage at TPC Sawgrass, the Valley Course, and the Country Club. I'm happy with my pick. I didn't know well, the odds for him when I picked so, him, but I looked today and they're he's good. And so we're doing two. Course Everybody's picking a, a PNC championship winner, and if if anybody gets that, they'll get ten bonus points. But our our score for this week will come off the Q school uh, picks. Right, right. Mitch, you uh, right, so I get my bonus points courses? for Tiger. I played uh, both the TPC courses, Valley and the Stadium. I actually like the Valley, and some of the members like the Valley better than Stadium course as well. Um, so our picks this week, well, I guess you can say the notables, like you had these in here, the notable names that are competing, uh, Wesley Bryan, Harry Higgs, Max McGreevy, and Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett leads us to Zach. Zach, your pick, Sam. The low amateur. That's him. Are the masters. Uh, He's plus 600 odds. So he's, he's down there. My pick is Kieta Nakajama. I'm just gonna, he's from Japan, the Japan uh, tour winner. <laughs> I hope he's I, not God, listening to this podcast. Nakajima? Uh, whatever, but he was the Nakajima. favorite uh, yesterday. He was the favorite. So I haven't checked the odds since. I just now need to make up some points. And I did not know other than the notable names. I could have went, you know, with those guys, tour, tour players, Harry Higgs, but I, too boring. Mitchell picked our uh, best friend, Wesley Bryan. <laughs> I did. did. I did. It's sad that Wesley's having to do this right now. It's like he just got sent down to AAA and is like, I don't know if he's going to make it back up, boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then, I Brady? picked the uh, Auburn alum, Patton Kazire. Good pick. So those are our picks. I met Patton one time. He's a uh, do you nice have guy. anybody? I got one for you, and it's my dog. So, I I mean, I hope he wins. He's going to be so far down on the long shot thing, I, I believe. But it's my dog. I got to play with him up in Tennessee, Marcus Bird. So he's the uh, he won four times this year on the APGA. Uh, which is the it's on Golf Channel a lot. It's um, the Minority Tour leading to the Corn Ferry Tour, um, and he won four times there. And then he's already gotten through qual pre qual first, second, and third. So he's into the into the finals. Just go do it, my boy. Just go do it. I'm so gonna shout out Mer- he's Marcus right Bird from uh, East Tennessee State. So. So those are, those are our picks. You can lock them in. I guarantee somebody's going to be hot with those. Um, all right, going to the PNC Championship, we'll kind of run through these because these are just the 10 bonus points for us. Uh, past champs, we had Team Thomas, JT and his dad. Uh, and then the daily guys, uh, Big John, Little John. And then VJ Singh. Haven't heard that name in a while. And uh, is that his daughter, Cass? I believe no. so. <laughs> no. That's a- that's his, uh, That's his son. son, yeah. Oh, so here we go. Here's our picks this right, week. Right. Zach, who you got? Give me Team Stricker. The what Vegas odd favorite. I was going to say, what made you want to pick them? But I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sticking with Vegas. Vegas is right nine times out of ten. Uh, I'm going I'm going Team Daily. You know, they've won it. The next year they're in second. They're always at the top of the leaderboard. And Big John is now 
at Arkansas. He's killing the ball. I'm wa- not Big John, Little John. I'm watching him in uh, all these YouTube videos and how he's playing. Um, so give me a little the dailies. Mitch, go ahead and sell your team. <laughs> give me Team Woods. <laughs> team Woods. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank not you. Not a chance. I have faith. I have faith. Charlie's going to go out there and whoop Little John. Tiger can barely walk. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Brady. <laughs> no, you can play in the BGA Tour. It's automatic. The only thing I want to say before I say my pick about Team Woods, uh, what, what uh, tee box is Charlie playing from? Do we know? I'm sure he still gets played Gotta up. I, was, I think. I should have got that. I should have looked that up. But I figured, like y'all said, it was going to be up. He's only, what, 15 well, or 16. 15. He's got to be playing up. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be playing up. I'm going with the uh, – All right. Oh, okay. Brady? I'm going with the uh, 2020 champions uh, team, Justin Thomas and Mike Thomas. Brady, Justin Thomas lost his swing <laughs> about a year ago, and he's never found it. <laughs> no, so he's back. I don't he's think, back. I don't think it's looking good. I quit picking him. And his dad is I like him. I can't pick him for anything. Oh. His dad's about seventy-five years old, Brady. So I don't like oh his God. chances either. I don't like any of those oh picks. So if, if you're locking something in, don't go with Brady's pick. Um, but that's our picks for the PNC Championship. Uh, real quick before we get to the drop zone, and then we wrap this up. Here's what's coming up for BSG uh, Tobacco Road Part One was out last night with a very questionable first tee. Uh, if you don't do anything else, go watch just the first tee and how that man wrote down a par after he did what he did. And then Tobacco Road Part <laughs> 2 comes out next week. Um, and then followed up by a 2v2 scramble at the fields. So here's – let me get this queued up for us. Um, oh, Brady got attacked by them dogs and disappeared. Well, that one's going to be wet. Welcome to the drop zone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the drop zone. This is where we ask you a question for the week. Brady sent us this one uh, the other day. We're going to have everyone answer it. What is more difficult? Now, before I ask you this, there's, you're going to say something obvious, but think about the pressure you have in one of these options. What's more difficult, being a professional golfer or an NFL kicker? Easy. What you got? Did there's only 32 starters, and there's a lot more guys on tour. So you're saying the kicker? You get it. the kicker is the hardest between yeah, he, the two. So you're saying only the journey to only get because there of well. rarity. Yeah, yeah, because one. Like, I mean, you look at uh, Justin Tucker's been there 15 years at Baltimore. If you're good, you stay there. Mm-hmm. If you have a couple bad weeks, you're gone. No, real. There's only 32 starters. Middle. There's more than 32 guys starting up the field every Thursday. Mitch, who you got? Four-man roster. I'm going to say the kicker as well. I've tried to kick a football. That's hard. <laughs> Listen, I'm going. It's more difficult to get on tour. I could kick a whatever yard you want tomorrow. Put me on college okay. game day with Kirk Herbstreit. I'll nail it first try. It don't matter. Kicker is easy I money. I can do it. Either foot, it don't matter. Either foot, I'll put I'm through the to sign upright. You up for the Pat McAfee uh, ESPN. I, I, see that. I wish you would. I'd <laughs> I go right that. foot, left foot, whatever foot they want. I do it with both feet at the same time. It don't matter. That's so easy. PGA Tour uh, golfer is definitely more difficult. Okay. Uh, let's I don't break. Know, man. Look, yeah. Look, I've 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 watched uh, some horrific kickers at Alabama. You're a soccer player, Brady. It is. I, yeah, but not a good one. <laughs> 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 I, I couldn't 
I don't, I don't think I could. I mean, maybe if I sat there for like years and years and years of practice, but I don't think it's happening. Uh, so if I, you, I'm going to go kicker as well. Wait, so if the journey started tomorrow morning for you to get professional in one of these professions, which one's going to be harder to get to? Definitely the kicker. <laughs> They're both exponentially hard. What's the age? <laughs> What's the which age one? you're starting at? Um, we'll say nine years old when you start tomorrow. I think they're both very tough. I, I think part of it you're born with, and then the rest you can buy. I will say this. In, in my opinion, <laughs> it's just how you perceive the question, right? I think that if you're asking which one it is harder to be, it's probably to become. A, it's harder to become an NFL starting kicker, okay? Because like you said, there's 32 spots, not 150. 175, mm-hmm. even whatever it is. So, however, with that being said, you can be a pretty crappy kicker and win. Make your extra points, you don't get fired, essentially. It doesn't really matter how bad you right. are at field goals. Mm-hmm. Missing the extra points is what really gets them out of the out of their job quickly, right? But in my opinion, the act of kicking a field goal, right, he, like <laughs> – that he has a much better chance of kicking that field goal, right, from 50 yards tomorrow and making it than he does hitting a 300-yard drive. So right. kicking the ball is easier <laughs> than being a professional golfer hitting the shots required to be a professional golfer. Anyone can go out and hit a ball perfectly by getting very luckily one time and make a 50-yard make a field goal. They're not going to luck up and hit a 300-yard shot. Or three hundred yard drive, right? I think it's more. I think I'm more uh, capable of being lucky and shooting in the seventies, a seventy two one round, than I am going out there hitting a fifty yard. Yeah, but no matter how but, hard but I but kick. getting lucky and shooting a seventy two isn't under tournament cor- like course conditions. Granted, I don't think you can do either. I don't think I can do either. Right? <laughs> I don't think any of us can can <laughs> go suit up for the Falcons and try to kick a fifty yard field goal and be successful on it. It's not going to happen. I definitely got a 35, 35 yarder in me. I will say this: hey, nobody knocking Koo out of his job anyway. Football is a hell of a lot easier than <clears throat> hitting quality golf shots the same way a tour player does. Well, so Mitchell, you, I'm, I'm you, in the same breath. I on think that. it's harder to become. I'm a just kicker. saying, rarity. I think it's harder wise. to become a kicker. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Just well, because there's take, fewer opportunities. We need to take Mitchell's word for it because he was the closest to being a professional football player when he played semi-pro with <laughs> Opelika Chiefs. So he knows what it takes to get to that next level that none of us have been to. So, Mitchell. Uh, get out of here. Mitchell, stand up and show us that drop back, what them offensive linemen do, that drop step, yeah. how to do it one time. I can't. Oh, I'm all fat now. <laughs> Well, that's it for uh, this episode. We appreciate having SB Golf on here. Go check them out at Noonan Country Club. Go get you some lessons. You don't have to be a member to get lessons, right? You can just pay. No. That's right. Get lessons. So uh, check him out. He's always got good videos coming. We've been waiting some more of uh, the daily holes where you play a hole and post it on your screen. I know. I've been slacking. I've been slacking. Got caught up with the teaching. We're we're followers. Yeah, I'm we watching. got notifications. On. I got you. I interact with the post. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Uh, so go give him, go give him a shout out. Uh, go follow him. Thanks for watching episode eighty one. We'll see y'all. Make next sure you time. grab a hot dog when you leave. Oh gosh, is that gotcha. a vest or a jacket? It's a God. hoodie with a vest on top of it. Oh, go ahead and get put one of them XLs to the side for my next Man, lesson. Yeah, I think we're sold out. <laughs> I, I, I bought this money. one for myself because I was so proud that I fit into a medium. That's I literally bought this.
He's a fashion icon. That's right. Dude, I'd never, if only I'd never we saw it. that BSG hat in one of them videos. That, that BSG That's hat, all I need. It, it fits, but it, it's a little big on me. It's a little big. <laughs> lost the weight, but the head stayed the same size. The big. Uh, well, maybe. So I don't I don't now that my hair is growing out, it'll, it'll come back out. So, so uh, we can't we'll wait. Let's get into some Swanee's gear. That's true. Let us know in the comments who you got. You got Team BSG or Team... Y'all got to come up with a team name. You Porter Lytle, whatever y'all want to be called. <laughs> Losers you, is what I'm going to call y'all for now. All right, so we'll boys. see y'all on the next one. <laughs>